You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Visionaries, I have a treat for you this week. I'm sitting down with my friend Blake Fly, who is one of the most inspiring, creative, and appreciative individuals that I have ever met. He literally taught me how to grow my business using scrap paper, road signs, and cereal boxes. I know you're totally lost and have no clue what I mean, but by tuning into this episode and learning from Blake on the power of unexpected appreciation, gratitude, and creative connection, you're going to have a whole new appreciation for how simple marketing and business growth can truly be. My visionary community already knows Blake quite well because he's spoken inside of our visionary method group before, but if you've never met Blake, a few things to know about him are that he is a eight-time TEDx speaker, he helps entrepreneurs connect to anyone and grow their business by delivering unexpected appreciation and gratitude, and he's an amazing event producer, and I highly recommend checking out his event, which we talk about on the show. So in this episode, we dive into why he started sending random emails to people, kind emails, and what their initial reactions were. He talks about how he landed a $15,000 paycheck a mere few weeks before his wedding just because of a photo he sent. And we talk about the power of public accountability in reaching your goals. Blake is an idea-aholic, is that a word, <laughs> who is going to fire you up inside of this episode. If you are inspired to snap a screenshot of the episode and thank him for his wisdom, I know he would love that. So screenshot yourself listening to it or take a photo and tag him on Instagram at Blakefly. So B-L-A-K-E-F-L-Y. So, uh, I think without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. And if you want to learn more about Blake's work, you can go to www.instantconnecting.com. Blake Fly, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited that we're finally making this happen because... I've been doing some Facebook Lives on your account before. I know we had talked about doing this show a few times over the last couple years that I've known you, but I feel like now is actually a really good time because you have some exciting things coming up. So thank you so much for being on the show today. This will be a blast. Every conversation with you is wicked, and this is another one of those. So excited to drop in. So cool. And yeah, same to you. Every conversation I leave feeling like I have so many things I want to accomplish after this. (laughs) So the first thing I need to know, you call yourself Blake Fly. Your real last name is Flyshacker. Am I pronouncing that right? You are pronouncing that right. I just learned the pronunciation of that recently. So that's correct. My last name is Flyshacker. Fly is a nickname 
because our family growing up to save minutes every time somebody was like how do you spell that we just said yeah fly so at the dry cleaners ordering food putting things on permission forms if it wasn't legal documentation fly that was the way to go plus when i made a website when i started my speaking business 11 12 years ago blakeflyshacker.com just didn't seem to have that same oh yeah i'll go there right now factor <laughs> I totally hear you. And I wanted to open up with that just because I know a lot of people inside of our community, they also have a last name that they're like, I don't know that I want to use this in my business, mm. but they're like, do I start a completely other brand or avatar or do I use my middle name? And I love what you've done. It's just like simple Blake fly. So I feel like, um, yeah, I just had to get to the root of why you went with fly <laughs> over fly shacker. I often, I often think of that too, though, of like, is it fly or fly shacker? And there's two reference points that I find helpful. One is Gary Vaynerchuk. Another Yes. It's Eminem. Let me explain. Gary Vaynerchuk, that guy, he's been Gary V on mm -hmm. social for a lot of years. It's literally Gary V-E-E. -E. I saw a video of his saying, he's like, why did I do that? That's so stupid. V is its own letter. Like, why <laughs> did I add two E's? That's so confusing. So he's Gary V. He's Gary Vaynerchuk. But he's... You know, he kind of goes with both and yeah. he articulates the Vayner Chuck. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Second, Eminem. Eminem began as Eminem, but he also was referred to as Slim Shady. But then he kind of brought out his real name, which is Marshall Mathers. And so yeah. now it's all kind of triple interchangeable. So I just think of that. I'm like, I'm not Gary V or Marshall Mathers, though those guys have shown that, like, whatever. Yeah. You get known for different names, different purposes. And if you're playing the long game, everybody's going to know your options anyway. Same with like Puff Daddy, P. Diddy or Kanye and Yee. I feel like right. maybe it is natural that as we evolve as human beings, we should also evolve our name. So exactly. Food <laughs> yeah. OK. So I've been inside of many communities with you. So first, I think I got introduced to your work through a business mastermind. And then I've attended a couple events that you have hosted. Um, yep. I've also attended attended events that you've produced and created. I've been to co-working that you've co-hosted. So you have so many um, projects on the go. And I'm curious if somebody asks you today, because I'm assuming some of our listeners are just being introduced to you for the first time, what is your elevator pitch? Like, what are you working on? What's lighting you up? And how do you describe yourself to somebody who's never met Blake before? I suck at elevator pitches, full stop. And so what I do is I usually do my best to simply jump into the thing that I'm most inspired about in the moment that is related to my business. And so as an example, if someone's like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll literally giggle. Like, I'm up to a bunch of things that frankly, people are shocked that have become my career. And what I'm most excited about these days is I'm working on an annual event that I'm running for 55 years. And then I'll usually stop there. And then that usually opens up a loop for questions and comments, or it might be, um, let's say it's related to my keynotes. Yeah, I do a lot of different things. I love my work. It's kind of wacky, to be honest, the different ways in which I work and get paid, though 
I just finished like a 10 city speaking tour and I'm really excited to be home. So what I'm working on right now is unpacking a suitcase and that usually opens up a dialogue again. So I don't have like the line I say or the elevator pitch. And to be honest, right now, I'm actually in the middle of a personal branding program because I've never once done personal branding with intention or like with a professional guiding me. I've just, I just started a business a decade ago and riffed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so refreshing to hear you say that because I think for many of us listening to be a multi-passionate individual and to have to have a refined elevator pitch is a complete mismatch. It's like, you want me to write out a script that I say over and over at a party, at the coffee shop, at work, but yet I am like a living, breathing organism just trying to make money and like follow my passions. So I think it's really cool to hear you say that. I'm curious, do yeah. you identify with the word multi-passionate or is that not something that you've ever really um, called yourself? I once read an article about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, another interchangeable name person. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, DJ, Rocky, the guy's all over the place. But the article title was um, Dwayne Johnson, The Multi-Platform Powerhouse. Hmm. And I heard multi-platform. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I don't think I identify with multi-passionate or multi-platform because my tendency is to just be an idea holic ah, and so okay. over the years i've done a number of things to put boundaries around my uh creative ways mm -hmm. and so multi-passionate i almost feels like it sort of like lets me off the hook like yeah whatever everything's <laughs> possible so it's not that i do or don't identify with it i think for me my real big focus is how can i do great with less and actually take all my creativity and pour it into several things instead of every time I want to create, I create uh, another thing. And if mm -hmm. you literally track my business kind of back one, two, five, seven years, it started with one thing. I yep. was a speaker and then it sort of hmm. widened into a variety of things. I was doing flash mobs in the city of Toronto. I was doing, I was playing like concerts on subways. I was mm -hmm. speaking to kids, grownups. I did projects in nursing homes out like it was everything now it's kind of coming back again to not necessarily one main vehicle of business but one main i guess bat signal and 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 the bat signal that goes up in the sky when i'm thought of my hope is it's around these innovative creative unexpected ways to create relationships and connections and collaborations like the relationship side of business i think has always been what i have been building i just didn't know it mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but that is at my core what i love doing the most just how to make friends love that yeah and that is like a perfect example of there being a through line in all of the different things you've had your hands in and now just like bringing everything like more towards that middle and saying well what's the one or two or three things 
that this like all these projects have had as a through line and how can I scale that up versus spreading yourself so thin and I love that you mentioned that you know your gift is relationship building and a lot of it has boiled down to that I know that inside of our visionary method community you've actually come and this is a training you've taught publicly too and it's a concept or um, a workshop that you've called how to get more clients, cash, and connections using scrap paper, road signs, and cereal boxes. And I think, you know, the premise of that training really is about relationship building and those unexpected connections. I'm curious, can you kind of give us an overview of why you are so passionate about appreciation, gratitude, connection? Like, it's not something that all of us walk around thinking about on a daily basis, but you've kind of made this the the bulk of your work over the past few years so why why are you so lit up by this concept i think there's like a lifelong version to that and then there's just a accidental version i'll share the accidental version because it all began from the fact that i was really behind in my work when i used to have a former job and appreciation and giving thanks was a method that i unintentionally used to sort of hack the the tough parts of the job. So I used to run a residence building at a university and I was the manager of this building of 1200 students. And I loved half the job working with students, running events, programs, just having conversations about the good, the bad, the ugly in university life. But I sucked at the operations, the admin, the paperwork. Oh, like I can, I can feel in my body the the paperwork pile that was on my desk that I just wasn't keeping up with and it it was not good but what i found was that the email inbox was just atrocious like there were so many emails flying around in that job and there was all these committees so you'd be getting cc'd and all these things and this and that i was like oh my gosh and i realized that people only emailed when they needed something or when something wasn't working That's basically the only reason why people used email at the job. They needed something from you or something wasn't working. So it was like a complaint or something and not, not with me like system wide. And if you think about how email gets used in general, it's usually someone needing something from you or wanting something from you, or it's like a complaint of like, Hey, my login didn't work for this thing I signed up for. Can you help me out? And so what I did is just as a way to kind of change the feeling in the office is I would send people almost like these gag emails. Let's, let's say it was to you, Kelsey, I would send you an email at work and it would be titled like Kelsey important. Please let me know when you see this. That's like the subject. (laughs) And then you're like, what's this? And then you open it and it's like, Kelsey, you led the meeting last week. And honestly, I thought it was wicked because we were out of there in 10 minutes less time. Uh, people enjoyed it. And you brought like a cool video that you played. And I've never seen that video before since that time. I've actually showed that video to my team. So thanks, Blake. And then I'd always get these replies like, cool, what's the important email? I'm like, that That was that was the important email. I would do the same thing with voicemails. I'd call people's office line. And at that job back in the day, you'd have these black intercom phones and you could leave silent voicemails. And so there'd be a red light if someone left you a silent voicemail. So someone would see the red light. It's like, oh, voicemail. Yep. So they pick it up. I'm like, Kelsey, it's Blake. 
important message. Here it comes. And then I'd say something similar. Like I saw the way that you were interacting with that student yesterday. It actually gave me an idea because I'm dealing with a certain certain student right now. And I actually adopted some of those things and applied it to the conversation I'm about to get into this week. So thank you. That was actually really helpful. You probably have no idea even thought that. So instead of just thinking it, I thought I'd tell you that. Bye. And people would be like, what's the important message? Like (laughs) that was, that was the important message. And the third thing I did is I would leave these silent voicemails to my entire staff team. So I had a 40 person staff team at that time. And I would leave them all these like 10, 20 second silent voicemails. Like, Hey, Kelsey, you always get your paperwork in on time. And that's impressive because I don't even get all my paperwork done and I'm your boss. So thanks. Hope you're having a great day. I would leave all these silent voicemails. And at the end of each year, my performance appraisals across the board, people said Blake sucks at admin. And I adored getting those monthly voicemails. Like they literally drove me and they were like the the constant that I needed in this job. Hmm. So I kept thinking, okay, so people don't think these are the important calls yet. People are saying that this is like the number one driver of their job. They enjoy it so much. Research shows that the number one people, number one reason people leave jobs is they feel underappreciated. The number one reason people leave marriages is they feel underappreciated. So I thought, okay, there's like, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to go and give talks about that, of like how to create friendships and build community by delivering these unexpected methods of appreciation, like phone calls, notes, just random little like video messages and stuff. And to this day, I've given a thousand speeches about this stuff or more. And people are still like, I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't do that. Or I didn't even think of it. Wow. Like, ah, yeah, I could totally do that. And I think, Mm -hmm. whoa, this stuff is apparently revolutionary to more people than I ever expected. And so it became a huge part of my business. And it's what I help people with now. Like I apply it to their sales, to their marketing, to just the way in which they like lead a team and on a personal front, I think I also grew up with a, a mom and a dad that were thoughtful people. And they, you know, they'd like write cards and give gifts to people mm-hmm. just at random times. And I saw that. So I guess there was an impression that just sort of leaked into my brain that also I owe some credit to. So mm-hmm. that. A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. Okay, but I'm anticipating the question from the listener, from the person tuning in that's like, well, what's the return on investment in devoting an hour of my day or 20 minutes of my day or five minutes of my day 
to thanking people. Like, yes, the concept makes sense, right? Like we all, I think as human beings, like we can understand that it's important to be grateful and it's important to express thanks when somebody does something nice. But because you often teach this to entrepreneurs and people who are driven, they're probably resistant to it. Like, well, where am I going to fit that in my busy week? So I'm curious, like, what is the return on investment? What are some of your personal experience, experiences that like you've seen this in action and how powerful and beneficial it could be? Yeah. I don't know the exact stat. Maybe you do, but there's this stat of like, it takes this number of touch points for someone to yeah. want to work with you or like trust you, or I don't know what it is. It's like seven or 17. Yeah. It's a, it's a high number. It's like, you need to connect with someone a bunch of times before they really feel like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll like send you some of my money. Yeah. And so there's this idea of touch points. Like we need multiple touch points with someone before they're actually going to work with us. And I feel like people often default to communicating or reaching out when they want to sell something or if they need something. Yeah. So those are the touch points. Hey, Kelsey, like I'm running an event. Do you want to come? Uh, Hey, Kelsey, my login's not working for your Epic course. Like, can you help me with that? Hey, Kelsey, uh, can you give me a referral? So these are touch points. Whereas I love to play with the exercise of how could you create 100 touch points with a person per year, never talking about your business? How can you create 100 touch points with someone a year, never talking about your business? Hmm. So if that's the exercise... Well, let's get creative. So as an example, for those of the people listening to this episode, if they know even a little bit about your world, like right now I can think of like, okay, here's, here's a bunch of ways I could reach out to Kelsey simply to just say, Hey, and be top of mind and make your day no worse, Hmm. but maybe it'll even be better. And you don't even have to like reply. So I could literally think of different departments of your world. I know you have a dog. You love your dog. I could literally be grocery shopping with my wife and son, go by the dog food aisle. Be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I saw like a picture of Kelsey and her husband and their dog. They were like on a hike. I could take a picture of like Alpo, the dog food. Yeah. Text you. Be like, Kelsey, I don't have a dog. I know you do. Hope you're great. Done. (laughs) Like, Now we have rapport, so I can just like leave it at that. But maybe I'm like on a bike ride with my son, which I do a lot these days. And he's only 10 months old. And it's like my favorite thing in the world to go on a bike ride with him and him just like smile and suck in the wind. (laughs) I could send you a text of like, Kelsey, I know you've got like nieces, nephews. This bike seat is sweet. If you ever have little people in your life, like, Mm -hmm. and I could text you a picture of the bike seat that I bought for 120 bucks that changed the game for me with one of my favorite things, which is biking and now involving my son, who's not even a year yet. Mm -hmm. I just, I just engaged with you like five times and then we're going to go back and forth about it. I'm sure that's like 10 times. I help people brainstorm ways that they can literally touch and engage their communities, their client base with nothing related to the work. But if I know you're a business coach, if I know you're a plumber, if I know you're a speaker, if I know you're a real estate agent Mm -hmm. and you send me a meme about dogs, 
I just got a smile on my face, but now I'm thinking of that realtor. I'm thinking of that plumber. I'm thinking about that business coach. So I do have some stories where it's literally like I did this thing and this happened financially and I can share a couple if you want. I'd love that. Yeah. Share like one of them for sure, just to paint a picture, because I know those stories have really been ingrained into me of the power of taking that 10 seconds out of your day to snap the picture with the cereal or the dog food, and then it actually greatly impacting your business. So we'd love to hear one. One of the departments of my business is I get hired to deliver keynotes and do trainings for companies, business owners, campuses, colleges, whatever. And I got married now in 2018, so a few years ago. And so the lead up to the wedding for my wife and I, like finances, it's a big topic. It's like, oh, yeah, these weddings, you know, they cost a few bucks. And our wedding was in August. And at that time in my business, the only real business part I had was was giving speeches. It's only in the last four or five years that I built out a lot more of the online components. And in the summer months, it was the it was the lowest driest financial season of the 12 month calendar. And so I'm like, Oh, that was a great idea. We get married smack in the middle of the summer, but that's when there's like the least money coming into the business. And so that's just some context. I was driving around in Niagara falls, coming home from a speech a few months before our wedding, I drive past a vineyard. There was a sign at the vineyard that said overholt, which is the name of the, the vineyard. And I saw that sign while driving on the highway. And I thought, huh, I'm now thinking of Overholt, which is the last name of a family friend, this guy named Chris Overholt. So I'm driving and I'm thinking of Chris. I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what he's doing these days. And this guy's had like an incredible career. He's been like a C-suite executive in a bunch of different industries. Like he worked for the Miami Dolphins for a few years. He was like the Canadian Olympic Committee lead guy with Olympians for years. And he's always just been really gracious with me because he's a family friend. And he always would just say, hey, sometime maybe I could come see you speak. And we'd email here and there, but the guy's schedule was just wild. So it just never worked out. So I kind of let it be. And I'm driving thinking, oh, I wish I took a picture of that. That's a cool sign. Like if my name was on a vineyard, I think that'd be just a funny picture to take. So I'm 20 minutes down the highway now. And I'm like, well, missed that opportunity. And then I'm 25 minutes down the highway, I'm like, screw it. I pull over, hit the off ramp, go on the other side of the highway, on ramp, drive back 25 minutes, pull over at the vineyard, take a picture of the sign. This is like a 50 minute detour now. I take a picture of the sign. I open up my phone, send an email to Overholt. All I do is attach the photo. I say, Overholt, hope you're great. Saw this photo, thought of you, Blake send phone away car back on drive home end of story i get home i open my phone and i see a response email from overholt he's like you make my day these emails make me chuckle when are you speaking next i still love to see you speak sometime oddly enough the next day i was speaking at linkedin in toronto and i knew that chris his office was kind of downtown in Toronto. And so I said in a response in an email, huge long shot. I'm speaking tomorrow at LinkedIn, downtown Toronto. This is the time. This is the address. I think you might work near there. Super long shot, but let me know if this works. He responds. 
surprisingly that works. I can come by. I'll bring a colleague. I want them to see you do your thing. So the next day I'm speaking at LinkedIn. Overholt shows up. He had to leave mid speech for a meeting. So I didn't even get to say goodbye or anything. I get another email from him the next day. He's like, loved it. You're so great at what you do. Someone I want to introduce you to. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. I get a phone call later in that week. It's from a woman named Allison. Allison calls me just saying like, hey, I'm Allison. Overholt and I, we go back. We've worked together for years. He says, you're amazing. I've never seen you. But whatever Chris says, I believe I'm in a bit of a bind. We are leading a two-city team builder for our Toronto and Montreal offices next week. We don't have anyone in place yet kind of dropped the ball. We should have had someone by now, but we don't, whatever. I'm sure you're expensive, but if you're around, Chris says you're amazing. Could you speak for our team? And this is like late July. I hardly ever speak in the summer just because there's not a lot of opportunities that time of year in my industry. I said, sure, let's do it. So basically two weeks before our wedding, I got an unexpected like $15,000 that just hit the bank account for the business. And I don't know about anybody listening right now, but an accidental $15,000 <laughs> amount of money in hand weeks before your wedding. That's amazing. That is the best. It's like, hey, look, I just found $15,000. Is this helpful? As we go into our biggest expense of our lives so far. Great. And all that. It wasn't just from sending a picture because I did have history with this guy, but I completely lost touch with him. Yeah. And the photo put us back into contact. It opened up this conversation. It created this opportunity. It led to a referral. It led to big bucks out of the blue right at a time that was really helpful. And this stuff is fun. It's unexpected. It's meaningful. It costs no money. That's the thing I love the most. Everybody's like, oh, big marketing plan, big marketing plan. I'm like, here's an idea. Yeah. Send something thoughtful that no one else on the planet will ever receive. And they know it's for them from you. And I've got hundreds of stories and examples and approaches like this. And that's basically become my business, whether I'm speaking about it, teaching about it, doing one-on-ones, talking to a thousand people, or just like goofing off with consulting days where it's, mind mapping this kind of stuff for entrepreneurs in their business. So cool. And I'm so glad you shared that story, especially because I think this is um, one of the simplest forms of experiential marketing. And this is something I talk about a lot. And I came from a background working in experiential where we set up these like elaborate pop-up shops in grocery stores, or we'd be at a race finish line with like a huge activation. And mm. it really, really worked because we had this presence and like there's an energy behind it. But mm. as you're telling that story, I'm thinking like, not always does it need to be this big elaborate experience like as small businesses solo entrepreneurs so often we're like how can we get people to really experience who we are or to get a sneak peek of what we do 
but maybe it's a lot more simple than that. And all they need to do is experience you as a human being and humans have conversations. Humans like to share what's going on in their life or text each other's photos or, you know, stop and share a funny story or a quote or an article that made you think of them. And I feel like this is such a good example of how simple experiential can be and how it doesn't necessarily have to be related to your business. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, a small sample of the work that you do. It could just be connecting on a person to person level, which I really, really love. Um, I think, you know, it seems to come more naturally to you now. Like now you're just driving by street signs being like, okay, stop the car. Like I'm going to take a picture and send it. But for someone who doesn't feel like they're a natural at expressing gratitude or making um, unexpected connections, like, do you have a system or do you, when you work with your clients, like have checklists that they should follow? Like, how can we make this a habit? Or like, what is the system for doing more of this if it does not come naturally to us? There's a group that I lead that currently is called thank you for and every Wednesday for half an hour, we meet up on zoom and we send four messages of appreciation to our professional network. Right. And it's, it's for that habit. Once a week, get four messages out the door to Mm -hmm. leads, clients, people you want to have as a mentor, like anybody in your business network that are either present or future people or even past people because there's three reasons people don't usually do this appreciation gratitude thing. One, we forget Two, we think it's weird and three, we don't know what to say. And so that weekly roundup that I lead with entrepreneurs is to say, Hey, we do forget. So here's the reminder. See you Wednesday. Hey, this is completely weird fact. That's why it stands out and it works and it resonates and it gets attention better than anything else. And what do we say? Well, I'll help you out. And I have templates and approaches and methodologies that I've just been my own guinea pig for the last 20 years. And now I've sort of Mm -hmm. bottled it up into this approach will lead to this outcome. This approach will lead to this outcome. But to start the practice or the habit, I often invite people to start paying attention to their their own thoughts about other people that they think are awesome. So even if you're scrolling through social media, it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like Kelsey's mountain biking in like a race with a friend. That's sick. If I think that, okay, great. Open up Instagram where I saw it, go into the messages, send Kelsey a voice note or a video or even just a written message. It's like, Kelsey, saw that you're doing a race with a friend. This is awesome. I don't even know what this race is. Never even heard of this concept, but I'm going to literally message my brother about this because maybe that's something he and I could do in the future as a a bonding day as bros. Mm. And if you get in that habit of, I think it, so I send it. I think it, so I send it. I think it, so I send it. Yeah. It just makes all this momentum. And to get over the hump of this is kind of weird, just call it out. Imagine it's a voice note. Hey, Kelsey, this might be kind of weird. I was just scrolling through Instagram. I saw this in your stories. This is a thought that went through my mind about biking and my brother. And so I'm sending you this message right now. Thanks for posting it and sharing it with others because now 
my wheels are turning, pun not intended, about maybe ways I could engage <laughs> yeah. in something like this with my own family. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Just saying this might be weird, it usually is 90% of the lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like you've kind of even rubbed off on me with this concept because now when I'm on calls, a lot of the time, like I have a paper and pen in front of me and sometimes I'm listening to my clients, but I always get like thoughts that kind of come through my brain that have nothing to do with my <laughs> client coaching call. And it's usually about people. I'm like, text Alex about our dinner Mm. last night or message Mel and ask her about this concept. And so now instead of just like letting those thoughts pass, I think of you and I'm like, no, write it down and make sure there's a follow up to that. So I just in the left hand Mm. column of my lined paper, I just have like lists and lists of people and often just like things that I want to say or Um, yeah, just like anyone who's come into my mind that I'm like, respond to this or, and so that's my way of following up and to use your words, like keeping them top of mind. So I think it's Mm. just about figuring out like, how are you going to make this a practice? Like what's the system behind it until it feels a bit more natural? Because Mm. although it is something I wish we all did every single day, no matter how busy we were, uh, I think it's also just not our reality. So finding that system and maybe even joining a group like yours where you actually prioritize this with uh, different individuals and say, you know what, in order to make this happen and to grow our business, let's all do it together and have that accountability. So I really, really like that. I love that you're keeping a document, a rolling document of (laughs) these thoughts because another angle to it is even what are the things you wish you said to someone that you might have like met with yesterday or you saw on zoom or something it's like oh i wish i said blank okay great send them a message and start it with this Mm -hmm. hey kelsey this might be out of the blue we were in a meeting together an hour ago i wish i said this because something you said prompted this thought here it is and literally i can count at least three clients like vip clients we've done a lot of coaching work together it's not a cheap price tag they became my client because I've met them in a networking event on Zoom. And when they logged in, I went, huh, they seem cool. (laughs) Like, that's it. I just, I was like, they seem cool. So I go into the Zoom chat. I'm like, you and I have not yet met. That's a great line, by the way. You and I have not yet met, period. Okay, all right, got it. You seem awesome. That's all I know at this point. We should connect offline. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Now, some of people who are listening right now, the common questions are, okay, how is that not creepy? What if this is someone who thinks this is like a romantic thing? Like, how do you, so there's some nuance to it. Mm-hmm. So for example, if there may be some uh, gray area of like, is this like Tinder? Like you're trying to like pick yeah. someone up. If there's anything like that, I might speak differently in the chat. Like for sure. Uh just told my wife that yes. I think your background is super inspiring. You seem great. Yeah. We should connect sometime. Perhaps there could be like some cool conversations. Plus I do a daily Facebook live and I'm always looking for great people that I can have inspiring conversations with. Mm-hmm. So just that, like told my wife, your backdrop is inspiring. That just like remove some of the, what's with the random impromptu zoom private message but when you come from a place of i thought this i felt this so i'm saying this in business 
oh my gosh, talk about blue ocean. Like there's just so much space because no one, not no one, but very few people speak that way because they're usually going through the like, well, what's, what's like the business opportunity here? And what's the, like, I don't know. Some of these methods, they fall flat on their face. Yeah. Much like proven business methods also do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Visionary, are you ready to launch your business? If you're looking for a way to get started, we can help. The Visionary Method is a weekly coaching program that will guide you through the process of launching your business and generating revenue in as little as 12 weeks. We have helped over 100 entrepreneurs build their businesses from scratch and find community with people just like them. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, young or old, experienced or brand new. Our method works for everyone who wants it badly enough. This isn't about getting rich quick. It's about creating something meaningful that changes lives and makes the world a better place. Join us today by heading to kelseyridle.com for details or click the link in the show notes and learn more about the visionary method. Well, and most business growth or most sales start with a conversation, not will you buy my product, but like just a hello or a touch point or a quick Zoom chat. Like you can't get into the here's what I do for work and do you want to hear more about my service if there is no conversation that was ever started. So I feel like if you really boil everything down, it it does begin with a simple hi, hello, let's get to know each other. And yeah, I just think that's an important reminder that if you're just going to sit in the back of the room and not say hi to anyone or not connect with anyone because you're scared, you're missing out on all of these opportunities to build relationships, to connect with someone over the course of a couple months or a couple years, and to be able to share your product or service eventually if the yeah. time is right, right? right. So Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was one of our early conversations when you and I were in a mastermind together where someone wanted to work with you, but they were like also talking to someone else. And you yep. just shared like, yeah, I just, I don't want them to think that like they have to choose me, but I want them to know that like, I genuinely hope that, yeah. you know, they make a great decision. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I mean, why not send a video? Just mm-hmm. saying that very thing. So just simple. like look into the lens and just be a human yeah, and share that. Mm-hmm. And you did. And, I think it went well, but I don't know. It's like, it just, it's simple. (laughs) Yeah. So simple. We make business and marketing so complicated and that's why I can really appreciate what you do. Um, and the fact that you share creative ways to connect with people. Uh, one of the other projects that you have your hands in, I know we mentioned it already is this event that you produce each year. And I believe you're on year six of 55, which is really funny that you've given yourself a certain number of years to run it. Um, And it's called Thank You Live. And I attended last year and I actually wrote so many postcards to people and I never send snail mail, but I wrote to past clients, to family, to my girlfriends and like sent them all postcards in the mail right around Christmas time. And it was really wonderful to get these text messages being like, Thank you, Kels. Like, this is really unexpected. Um, Can you give us a snapshot of what this event is and, like, why you host Thank You Live? This event is the closest thing to my heart in terms of a creation of mine in business. And 
Thank You Live is designed to accomplish three things. It's a place for entrepreneurs to pause so that they can look back on their year, celebrate their progress, and appreciate their people. Mainly because I find that this ritual is something that entrepreneurs forget to do because they're just so forward oriented. And that's great. Awesome. Hooray. Goals. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, myself included, high performing entrepreneur type folks that have like dreams and goals and ambitions, they forget to look back and, and note their progress and they forget to actually celebrate yeah. the peaks and the valleys and give themselves some credit because I mean their boss isn't going to give them any awards and they forget to appreciate the people who were, were key in this I mean you probably have mentors friends who had key conversations back when you decided to start your business years ago that they might have said a sentence that altered the way you looked at the world no they'll, they'll like never know that unless we tell them and so the reason why Thank You Live is a 55-year event is because I just chose a random number. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll be alive that long at least because I want to do this ritual every year. And if I don't do the event, I might forget to do the ritual. So I do the event as a reminder to myself, and then I invite people in in the mm -hmm. process. And it began with 12 buddies in an apartment that my wife and I lived in six years ago and I charged a dollar for everybody who showed up <laughs> because I said, they all said, what's with the dollar? I said, someday I'm going to charge money for this. I'm actually going to charge a lot of money for this. And this is going to be super impactful and awesome. And it's going to generate a lot of revenue for the company. I just don't really know what it looks like, but I didn't want it to start as a free thing. I wanted to start charging right out of the gate. So a dollar, <laughs> but it made it, it made it real. Like it, it helped me flex the money muscle right mm -hmm. off the hop. So yeah, that event is every late November, early December, depending on the year this yeah. year in 2021, it's December the 5th. Nice. It's a hundred percent virtual. I can say this cause about 50 people have already said it to me. So might as well just voice it. It's, basically one of the best produced virtual events you will have ever experienced mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of the look back it's a little bit of the gratitude we have an incredible live music component throughout the whole night with one of my best friends in the world peter katz who when covid hit he basically built the most epic virtual setup so his sound it's as if you're at like sony studios and you hear that into your own headphones into your own speakers at home and people at the event will be delivering live thank you cards, gratitude messages, appreciation videos. And we even have some people get on camera making phone calls to people in their life, delivering an unexpected message of gratitude. We just watch it all happen because these are the kinds of things that often don't get said or delivered because we're too busy and it's kind of weird. But if we pause to make the time and have some random guy named Blake say, don't worry if it's weird. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, It's a profound annual experience that I'll be doing as long as I'm vertical. Mm, I love that so much. And you said it's December 5th this year. So if people are listening before that date, where are they supposed to get tickets? They can go to thankyoulive.com. That's letter U. Thank 
letteryoulive.com. Thank you, live.com has a little video. You can get tickets there. And if you can't make it this year, there's only about 48 years left. <laughs> so act now. I love it. Yeah, there's definitely an urgency associated with it. And yeah. I'll plug that link in the show notes. And I know a lot of our visionary community came last year and they were just like, that was worth it. And yeah, I can definitely attest to it too, that it was such a memorable evening and just so powerful to actually put time and energy into thanking all of the people that supported me in 2020, whether it was personally or professionally. So definitely I would give my endorsement to it. And <laughs> I know you're right now in planning season and I feel like you're doing some sort of crazy wakeups right now. What is with your work schedule and like how do you manage your time as a dad, an entrepreneur, a husband with lots of other passions in your life too? Right now you're an early morning guy, but I swear I get emails from you at like midnight or 1 a.m. sometimes. <laughs> yes. As of this recording, I'm a very new parent. Our son is 10 months. And so it's still the first year of this epic journey called parenting and time is it just a, it's a fascinating relationship with a new baby. So what I've had to do this past year is just sort of find the pockets yeah. to do productive work. And I started for months to get back into like a late night rhythm, almost like university where yeah. he'd go to bed around seven or so. And I'd then just head to the basement and work till like 12, one, 2 AM. Sometimes I didn't really work much in the day and I would just do these night shifts but they weren't super productive. Sometimes I'd be tired and I would just, I'd be working yeah. air quotes, but I wasn't being effective. And so recently because the event is coming up and because frankly, I miss it. I, mm -hmm. I like early mornings. I decided, okay, I'm going to get back into early morning mode for at least the next six weeks when it's the real push for the event. But I need to get up quite early because our little guy he gets up pretty early too so i'm getting up between 4 and 5 a.m but that means i need to go to bed between 9 and 10 p.m and honestly the whole getting up early thing i think is so easy it's going to bed early that i find is the yeah like that's the thing all these books about getting up early cool great so whoever wants to write the book about how to go to freaking bed before 10 p.m when you're not seven that's the book mm-hmm <laughs> So right now it's wake up early, do work early, but I find that my schedule is at its best when I have public accountability. I mean, all my work is better. That's why I've led all these accountability experiences and group programs and stuff. Because if I say, yeah, I'm going to get up at five every day. If I tell that to no one, I'll mm -hmm. hit the snooze alarm. Yes. But if I put it on Facebook, even if no one likes their comments, I'm like, well, I, I said it. So I should do it. Yeah. And that's why right now I'm sharing that I'm getting up earlier. And the reason why you sometimes get emails from me at midnight or 1 a.m. is because Kelsey is one of the fortunate people on planet Earth to be on my daily email community. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the daily email is the last thing I, I do before I go to bed. And so it's like a midnight or 1 a.m. send, yeah. which frankly, while I'm in this pocket of early mornings, if I'm sending emails past 10 p.m. to my daily email readers, I mean, I'm not getting enough sleep. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm worried about your sleep if you're sending emails past 10. So I'm going to start monitoring. But I love your uh, concept of public accountability. Like I've seen you do that with your Facebook Lives, with your daily email, um, you know, with your 4 a.m. wake ups, like you share that with everyone and not making everything a big secret. It's like, no, like join me in this journey. And it's a personal challenge. But yet somehow mm. that draws us into your business, which I think is really, really cool. So um, yeah, I'm a, a big fan of just like putting what you want out into the world. And it's okay if you screw up or if you don't wake up at four and you wake up at six one morning, like that's life, right? <laughs> it's funny because when I think, oh, I need help with this, I usually post it yes. for accountability, but then it actually becomes marketing. It does. But I was just doing it because I need help with it. So yeah when we're sharing the things that it's like, ah, I really need a hand with blank. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to share my process with you. We, it, it builds this rapport and this trust and this intrigue. And yeah, I mean, I literally posted last week how I had to write articles for these entrepreneur magazines and I was struggling writing them. So I was doing voice to text Google docs and yep. I was filming myself on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it became Instagram content, but it was accountability, but it was getting a rough draft done. And yep. so I just feel like, how can you, let people into your world by creating mm -hmm. accountability opportunities for yourself and others. And I'll probably be doing this until decades from now where it might be like, Hey, my grandkid wants to cook and I suck at cooking. Yeah. So we're going to make a cooking video and post mm -hmm. it yeah. on this holographic thing called life <laughs> 50 years <laughs> into the future. Uh. But yeah, it's important to me to be accountable because when I'm not, yeah. frankly, I just I, I'm like 10 percent as effective. Mm -hmm. I think that goes for most people, too. So, yeah, it's good to just identify that and, and look for ways to overcome it like you have. So, yeah. Wow. OK, I could totally um, go on. But I think, you know, the most important call to action is for people to come into your world and continue learning from you, as I have been fortunate to do. So where are the best places for them to connect with your work and to continue the conversation with you? I mean, the best way to connect with me and sort of start building these practices and habits of reaching out to people, creating opportunities in your business. I have a video series and it's at instantconnecting.com. It's just a cool. free series and instantconnecting.com is where I share these strategies and approaches. And if you hit reply to that email, I'll get it. And also I'm Blake fly on Instagram, Blake fly shacker on Facebook. Just go to Kelsey's page, find a mutual friend. That's me, Blake fly shacker. And that's where I hang out. So awesome. And thank that. you live coming up in December, which I will share uh, lots about in the coming weeks. So, yeah. so fun. Thank you so much, Blake. And we wish you all the best on these 4 a.m. wake ups as you prepare <laughs> for your big event of the year. Um, and yeah, cannot wait to continue learning from you. Um, just really recognizing the power of appreciation, gratitude, and unexpected connections. So thank you so much for enlightening us with your wisdom on the Visionary Life podcast and just for taking us behind the scenes on what your life is like. So thank you, Blake. Thanks for doing what you do and being who you are and keep paddling. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. 
I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method Business Coaching Experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.